<laughs> I'm so confused right, right. now. I know. I. Yeah, well, what? Just, Welcome to Rooted in Logos. No, no, no. Episode. You don't get to do this. <laughs> forty-eight or forty-nine. You don't get. To you do know it. what? I'm going to declare oh. it. This is episode fifty. It's it Simon came it's on for episode fifty. It's forty-eight. <laughs> Okay. No, we're having someone else for 50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, who? We're going to have your brother on. That sucks. Your other, <laughs> other brother, the that one that sucks. hasn't been on yet. He's not even funny. He's funnier than Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Welcome to the Rooted and Logos podcast. <laughs> that can't be the actual introduction, is it? It might be. I don't know. I haven't decided. Oh, I haven't decided. I'm going to leave it in there yet. Not. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Austin. We are on episode 48. That other voice you hear who didn't wait for me to introduce him. Like he just, he's been on here twice now. He feels like he owns the place. The sultry sounds is. of... Simon, Bumble. Simon, our uh, illustrious youth pastor. I'm moving on from friend of the show to guest, regular guest. You are That's true. Or, this is third time the charm. Just a regular now. Anytime we were like, we ha- we don't know what we want to do. Hey, Simon. Yeah. Why don't you come on? Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. We knew exactly what we wanted to. That do. That is true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> we know exactly what we want to do all the time. I'm the most common guest because I have the most free time. That's, my <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's the fair. only re- explanation that I'm on here for a third time is I have the most. Well, and, and I will say this: aside from like our first three or four episodes, the most downloaded episodes are when he's on. I, hmm. I want to throw that's that out. Do you know why? It's because his whole family downloads <laughs> every all of it. I have. You know what? So that's many cool. Family members. I'll it's take true. it. It gives us it's some numbers. Enormous family. Well, speaking of numbers. Uh, little bit of announcement here, too. I'm actually ju- jumping on another podcast uh, called the Two Fish Podcast. That's so exciting. Uh, hosted by some guys up in Goshen, Indiana. Ooh. They are going through the book of First Peter, kind of like we're doing Romans, and they're on First Peter 5. They reached out and asked if anyone wanted to jump on. I threw my name into the ring, and they said, yeah, let's do it. So mm-hmm. that will come out the same day this episode comes out. It's a Two awesome. Fish Podcast, First Peter Chapter 5. So... I listened to their whole study on First Peter. They sound like solid dudes. Awesome. So I'm pretty excited. So check them out. Two Fish Podcast on Apple, Spotify. Now, Anywhere you get your podcasting. You joining this podcast, have they been doing a chapter at a time? And are you trying to like turn that into a screeching halt? <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. We do one verse at a time. Look, <laughs> that has only happened twice. <laughs> yeah. All right. The, the Two Fish Podcast. The Two Fish a Podcast. A Christian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, um, I've only listened to their first Peter section. I do want to get into some of their other stuff just to kind of see what else they're about. But um, pretty solid exegesis so far. And no, we are going to get through the whole chapter, sir. Oh, yeah, we are. At some point. That's fine. No, no, no. I'm talking about... (laughs) <laughs> the two fish podcast. Oh. We'll get through the whole chapter. Uh, no, no promises with Romans. <laughs> no promises with Romans twelve. We it's might just be there for turn a into while. The Romans twelve podcast. It hey, is. You know, analyzing it's, each word. This is going to be our next whole year yeah. segment. Romans. Hey, look, before we get into anything important, <laughs> should we should we give Super Bowl picks? No, no, because we have two sports guys and one non sports. I know, I'm sorry. I won't be on here next week. What's the name of our podcast? Rooted in Logos. I'm going Rams. I think they'll win. How does this have anything to do with scripture? Tell me. Go ahead. Go (laughs) ahead. Defend it. Yeah. Oh, I've incorporated scripture. In all I, have scripture. I have scripture. I have a Christian one. <laughs> so, so Brad, you're gonna you're gonna bow. You're gonna go with with Austin and not give me a pick for the Super Bowl. I'm going Seattle Seahawks. Okay, bold, <laughs> bold choice. Put some money on that. <laughs> I, <See ya. laughs> I'm not a betting man. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, out of just sheer sheer principle of not wanting to see a team from California win, 
Amen. I'm going to pull for the Bengals. There's right. nothing that good cool. comes out of California. As I'm wearing an Apple Watch and I don't care if I was born there or not. But (laughs) 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 well, anything good out of California leaves California. Hey, right? Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm going Rams. I like Matthew Stafford a lot. Uh, Yeah. And I don't like the Bengals. They're very close to the Bengals. The Bengals. They're very close to our home state, and a lot of who should be Colts fans like me. In Indiana, <laughs> are Bengals fans because we're so close to Cincinnati. Yeah, and I don't like it, so I don't want that rubbed in my face. I don't need it. We're, I'm going. Well, I'm going to outsource it. I'm going out. Here's hoping it lives up to all the other games minus one. There Fantastic was one terrible game. Great playoffs. Great playoffs overall. Fantastic though. playoffs. So anyway, yeah. cool. Awesome. Austin's enjoying that. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Austin <laughs> spent time with his family on Sundays. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Sabbath well, day. I, we were setting up the, the time for, for me to record with these other guys, and I was like, yeah. He said, is it just going to be you, or is it going to be you and Austin? So said, it'll probably just be me. I said, uh, Austin's got a wife, four kids, and I steal him on Mondays, and that's about the extent of it. Like, it's about as much as I can get away with. That, and it's Emily's birthday Tuesday. So. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. So, Happy birthday, Emily. Happy birthday, yeah. Emily. Yeah. Shout out, Emily. Yeah. Day late. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'll text her. It'll be fine. Make sure. It's a day early and a day late. Day it's a awesome. double whammy. That's right. And awesome. a day up. We need to make sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. Don't You'll worry. be fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, so today we are going to dive into some topics or not topics, some headlines. Current, current events. Dive in some headlines. current events. Yeah. Ripped from the headlines, part four, I think, at this Sweet. point. At this so, point, it's just we do it. It's cool. We do it from time to time awesome. and just kind of talk about the culture and see what's going, uh, on? What's going on, kind of try to keep up with things. So, Simon? Yeah, get us off. Okay, I have two headlines for the day. Did um, I think Brad has three. He's he, he's gonna kind of take one of mine. Too. I actually have five, yes. but three of them are like the same he topic. Wants all the headlines. So um, so do your one that doesn't overlap with mine. Yeah, and then so I'm gonna go with. I mean, both of these are just so good. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna stick with the NFL for a second because <laughs> Austin will love that. Do it. <laughs> um, la- last time we talked, oh, we hang on. talked about really fast. Before we, I'm going to interrupt you for just real, right, real quick. I want to, I want to air just a small grievance that I have. Simon, when he agreed to come on, he <laughs> said, "Hey, yeah, I'm totally in." He was excited. He was like, "Let's go." I'm always excited but, to come on. I know he is, but like, can you not do anything about vaccines? Both of mine. And I said, "Okay, that's fine. I won't do anything with vaccines." I don't. I can't speak for Austin, but I won't. I said, but then <laughs> I really felt like Austin wasn't on this too. <laughs> after after the week, you know, after oh you know gosh. seven or, or eight days since we've talked about him coming on, all the vaccine stories have been coming it, out, and there's been, been like some a good ones. Full like so vaccine headline week, and just like, know that I played by the rules, and maybe Austin didn't, and that's okay because I really want to talk about it. But anyway, go ahead, Simon. All right. So I want both of mine to be like, not like just dogging on anyone or like pick a side, but kind of just start a conversation that maybe we should be having inside of our churches anyway. My first one has to do with, here's the headline. I chose The Blaze, even though a few different uh, news outlets wrote on this. Steelers QB, Ben Roethlisberger, who just retired after losing to the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, says he wants to expand God's kingdom in next chapter of life. Now, hmm. growing up, Ben Roethlisberger is part of the quarterbacks that whenever I started watching football, he was in his like prime. And so he was always like a big name to me. And 
you know, I was in high school whenever, like, some of the controversies came out about Ben Roethlisberger with, like, his sexual assault charges. I think he went through two in his time in the NFL. Um, and really, really, like, hurt my opinion of him and hurt a lot of people's opinion of him because of these charges. Even though none of them were proved of, like, completely true. I think there were some settlements, some other stuff. Uh, other people might have better information there. I always kind of had him as this, like, sleazebag kind of guy in my mind. Um... And doing some research for this podcast, I remembered or I just saw a couple of years ago, he, Ben Roethlisberger talked about how since becoming a Christian, he's been able to overcome his pornography addiction and his alcoholism. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's really cool that, that he's been able to overcome that. And he's been kind of vocal about his faith as of late. And I think it was only recently he got baptized and committed his life to Christ and just whenever I saw this headline of this guy that I've always and, and openly to other people been like, he's a sleazebag, he's he's a jerk, like I don't like the Steelers, and him being on their team has always kind of been part of that reason. Since seeing this headline, I've had to reevaluate my own self and I've had to like evaluate are we in the church ready to worship alongside people like this? Are you ready as a Christian if someone who you had this idea of in your mind was someone who had had definitely committed sexual assault, had definitely hurt someone this way? Are you someone who is able to worship alongside someone like that if they've repented of that openly in front of people and said, I want to expand God's kingdom? Recently, Roethlisberger has been announced to be speaking at a men's Christian conference alongside guys like Kurt Warner or Carson Wentz who hmm. don't have those kind of black marks on their resume. Yeah. I've seen people say, maybe this isn't the best guy to be doing this uh, because of his history. Or, and maybe, so, or maybe he's the perfect guy to be doing this. Or maybe he's the perfect guy to do yeah. So anyway, I just, I'm, I'm curious, and, and I think I'll know where this table leans on this issue, but I'm curious to other Christians, are you someone, and we have these conversations a lot today about can you worship along someone who's openly gay? Can you worship alongside someone who's, who's transgender? Can you worship alongside someone who fits these other boxes that are maybe in Christian groups, like little icky, but like in the open culture wars are like, are more positively viewed. But like, my question is, can you worship along someone who is struggles with racism? Like that's something big for them. Like they, they have a hard time with racism or struggles with, or has a past of sexual assault. Like we're called to forgive everyone, aren't mm -hmm. we? So that's my first headline. Um, and I think there has to be some discussion around that, right? I'm going to go right off the bat. <clears throat> right. All right. So, no, I, uh, this is such a great topic. And, yeah, it needs to be able to be discussed because definitely on Facebook you have all these memes that go around of it's a picture of, you know, a, like a biker guy, mm -hmm. heavyset guy sitting there, and it shows all the bubbles of, you know, what other people are thinking of him. And even though it's stereotypical, it's very true. Mm -hmm. It is very true. People are very judgmental and not the stereotypical judgmental. I mean, right. as Christians, we are meant to judge each other. We are not meant to judge the world. That's for God. But when, when we're talking about stuff like this, especially, I go right to Paul, the Apostle Paul, and he is Exhibit A, in my mind, persecuting the early church, genocide, mass murder, imprisoning, and bam, Christ comes to him, he changes his life just like that. And within a couple of years, he's out proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. And the other apostles were, they were like, I don't know about this. 
And even the, I, th- I believe it's in Ananias, the guy who shows up to Paul when he's blind and Jesus says, hey, you need to go talk to this guy. And he's like, isn't that the guy who like has been killing us, mm-hmm. murdering us? And yeah. Jesus is like, well, yeah, but uh, he's mine. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And I, I think it definitely takes that turn of we need to be accepting them into the church. I mean, especially if they're claiming Christ, love believes all things. So we believe that they're Christian. Yeah. But here, here's the but. We, we know this of their past. So now we need to be cautious. We need mm-hmm. the trust aspect isn't there yet. Depending on what they did, it might not be there. Uh, say you have someone come in who was convicted and they served jail time for a long time of sexual assault or rape or child molestation or stuff like that. You bring them into the church, they're proclaiming Christ. Say they, they went into jail, they, say, uh, they were saved, they confessed Christ, and now they're living their life for Christ. You accept them in their church. You you worship Christ with them. You're ser- serving the same God. But here's where it is: is that person is no longer allowed to be around any of the children in the church by right. themselves. They're not allowed leadership roles. Mm-hmm. Th- those are those are the consequences for their sin. Yeah. Lesser thing again. Talking about sin. Sin is equal in God's eyes, d- depending on what we're talking about. That's a whole different topic there. But uh, say you got someone who uh, their thing was theft. They steal. Okay, you could still trust them with their children or your your children. You might not trust them with the offering plate. Right. But the, like I said, it depends on what's going on. That that you can trust them with that. With this guy, uh, the NFL guy, his is um, abuse. So you bring him into the church. You. You accept them, you bring them into your congregation, you worship with them, you have Bible studies together with them, but he might not be able to lead men's Bible study, or he might not be able to uh, be a pastor. I, I don't know. That's one of those, yeah. have to talk to the elders and talk to the congregation, maybe more elders mm-hmm. and pastor more so. But I mean, one of the stipulations that Paul lays out for elders, or at least like church leaders, is they have to be above reproach. Yes. Like... If you can call their character into question, it's almost like you have to step away from that person for a second yeah. about eldership. So yeah, church leadership, you do have that stipulation there. Definitely. So my first thought, I always go to the negative side of things right. on, on this. Because I just see another celebrity thanking God for his success, and then it's not, you know, it's not real. Yeah. And, right. and it's not... And, and just to Happens throw... Happens a lot. Well, just yeah. to th- I'm just going to throw a name out there, Justin Bieber. Okay. Is one that I have heard so many people, oh, he's a Christian now, he's this, he's that, he's this, mm-hmm. he's that. And I'm like, okay, like... Love believes all things. Okay. Let's let's take him at his word on this, but then let's also start looking at the fruit. Yep. And yeah. so let's look at the fact that in the middle of his set, he'll break out into, uh, uh, what's the song? Reckless Love. Or he'll, he'll do a worship song in the middle of his yeah. set at his concert, mm. which he's done that. I've seen videos of him doing that. Yeah. But then he's got songs that are just filthy, yeah. right? With the F word and and just mm-hmm. nothing but sex and and yeah. and debauchery and just nasty stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, th- it's not jiving. And like, why are we looking up to him as a Christian leader mm-hmm. when it's just not jiving? So my first thought always is, I go to that, right? Yeah. When I hear someone like Roethlisberger or something like that, um, or someone famous, just in general, someone famous, mm-hmm. because it's so rare anymore to find someone famous who is open about their faith. And actually seems genuine and actually yes. seems like it's real. Yeah. So I immediately go into it skeptical. Yeah. Right. But I'm kind of with Austin in that, okay, believe them until they 
until you can't. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. take them at their word until you can't. Not to say that they have to be perfect, not to say they have, but until this pattern emerges where, okay, maybe this isn't a true conversion experience. Maybe this is right. just, you know, hey, to God be the glory and, you know, yeah. you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and definitely be, and to be able to, ex- love believes all things, you believe them. And you might not trust them with certain things, but you believe them. Mm-hmm. You treat them like a brother or sister. And when that happens, then it's like, okay, what do, what do I do next? Okay, well, now you're a brother in Christ. So what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to judge the fruits. Right. If you're yeah. close to that person, you can be like, all right, dude, you're my brother now. This is what scripture says. Mm-hmm. So let's attack scripture. Not attack scripture, but dive in deep. And... Go, go, yeah, go from there. Well, and I've gotten to a point where I want to look at who are they getting their theology, theology from, from, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, because I'm a Christian, name your pastor, <laughs> not name even that <laughs> to some degree. Yes, though, like, okay, oh, 100%. So I look at, I look at your, your Justin Bieber's, your Kanye West, your whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a picture? Maybe this was fake. Maybe one of you can tell me. Was there a picture of, all right. Maybe someone can tell me online somewhere, or or if we you know have, Austin can, or if you Probably have my not. phone number, text me and tell me if I'm crazy or not. But I feel yeah. like I saw a, a picture in passing of Kanye, Justin Bieber, and Marilyn Manson leading worship at his church. I don't know. No, I idea. want that to be real and not be real. All right, we're gonna <laughs> same right. Okay, time. so I'm gonna do some producing on the fly here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this. Rooted Logos is brought to you. By... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. For in like okay, take Kanye West for instance. I, I've listened to his his albums that he's put out, and the, I mean they're uh, all of them. No, Austin no. loves Kanye <laughs> West. His recent ones, yeah. Okay. No, like um, Glory to the King and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The one he threw out, and I haven't listened much to the other one, but mm-hmm. they they were pretty decent. They were pr- pretty scriptural. And again, love believes all things. I I don't sit on a computer and look up Kanye West all day. Hey, no, so I don't not... know what he's doing. <laughs> Marilyn Manson, I have no idea. Bieber, I have no idea either. Right. <laughs> but, so again, yeah. you see it on social media or, or one of the, way, you know, like yeah. I'll, I'll it's on the internet. frequent Gotta the believe Daily it. Wire and Blaze and yeah. you just see things in passing sometimes. And uh, turns out it's true. Whoa, really? Turns out it happens. They led prayer together at Kanye's church. So when is, I see is when the I church see called thing, Kanye's church, I don't know um, the church of Kanye West because that seems like a Kanye move. As you can tell, I'm not the biggest Kanye <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah. It, so again, I just I, I want to know where they're getting their theology. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and so you see something like this, my red flag goes off. Yeah. And I'm like, there is something not right here yeah. with Bieber getting a lot of his. I think from Bethel. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. I don't like that. Like, I don't think that's a, a yeah. solid. Well, it's that Stephen Furtick idea of, oh well, God's just revealing what's inside of you. Y'all have right. been going after poor I, Stephen. Poor, I, poor I, Stephen, I, nothing. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> hey, biblically, if he's preaching publicly, he's being rebuked. He's, a, he's allowed. Yeah. He's open yes, for he open for uh, critique. Yeah. Yes, he but is. that's uh, a. It's a good point of we need to know where your what your church is. If, if your pastor. Is getting canceled on social media, then we like you. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, if you're like the, you are joining these churches that are just so, I don't want, I don't know what word to use, but are so like surface non-biblical. level. Non biblical <laughs> might be the right word. Yeah. It's like, that's a problem. And we yeah. do have this group of Christians that they're 
to be a Christian by their standard almost means nothing. It's just yeah. we know that there's a God and we like this Christian label. And so right. we're going to go name. with that. We're going to go with that. It's a progressive Christianity. Yeah. And it is so easy for celebrities to just be like, hey, I can say I'm a Christian now and be a part of this church because they'll let anyone in here. Well, it's, so Yeah, progressive Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christian just means a good person, yeah. morally or just ethically, mm-hmm. whatever well, it might be. And just being able to deconstruct and take bits and pieces that you like out of the Bible and go with that. We're not... I don't know where I was going with that because this dog... Hey, uh, we were talking about... Progressive Christianity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you get to pick and you, you get a buffet table of Christianese, and you get to pick and choose what you like and, and leave what you don't mm-hmm. like there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I need to change my behavior. I don't like that, but I can help other people. Yeah, I'll take that. And yeah. so you get these philanthropists and these people that are actually very generous and doing some good things in the name of God, but nothing else matches. Yeah. Yeah. Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I hope Ben Rothfuss. Ben Roethlisberger is sincere. I, yeah. I think if he is, that's amazing. And, yeah. and I hope that he uses the platform that he has. I mean, he has an amazing platform. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about, I think about this from time to time, how much attention Kanye brought to the church Yeah, for that, what, six months that he was doing what he, whatever it was he was doing? Yeah. Imagine to, if, that, if that was real. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, again, I'm not super calling into question his faith. Like, I don't want to necessarily go there. Right. But, right. I also don't know how real it was. So just imagine if someone that big had a legitimate conversion experience, you know, being taught, being fed under MacArthur, being fed under Paul Washer, or or even just your local pastor, you know, your dad, being fed under your and, and just this, how powerful that would be oh, yeah. for the Christian faith as far as having someone with right, that. Right to my mind automatically goes Eminem. I'm like, if... If God would uh, would allow that, or just whatever, however that would happen, Eminem comes to the faith. He's under someone like a Paul Washer, yeah. John MacArthur, dude. His gift that God has given him, and just the things he'd be able to It'd do, be incredible. Oh my goodness, It'd be incredible. So actually, that's part of a theory I have on. I mean, so looking at the modern day church right. is all about evangelism. Right. It's all about bring people in, get the word out, big, 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 big. And it's being stuck on milk. Right. And it's all these Christians that are children, babies. Mm -hmm. And then Satan gets in and he starts tweaking just those little things. Yeah. And then it's just this infection of tainted milk Mm -hmm. and almost like milk that has been dosed with heroin so they're addicted to the milk and they never want to quit the milk yeah mm-hmm. and they they don't want to go well, into real food imagine yet. being like the pastor that kanye west comes into is like hey i want to be a christian and like suddenly the power dynamic shifts a little bit from you as a pastor feeling the authority to be like you want to be a christian great clean these things up yeah. and go get involved in this study the power sh- dynamic changes to Great, Kanye. What does it take for me to get you at my church? So there was, yeah. I actually yeah. heard the interview to that. Yeah. The pastor of Kanye West, um, Kanye came to him and said, I'm convicted. I can't sing anymore. All these, all these years of me singing this evil music. Mm. And he said, I, I'm done. I'm not producing. I'm done singing. Yeah. And the pastor said, don't you dare. Hmm. God has given you a gift and a talent and then he he said, I, I looked at him and I listed off all these Christian rappers. And he's like, have you ever heard of them? He's like, well, no. He's like, you have the talent 
that God has given you to do the things that they're doing. You can be rapping and singing for the glory of God. Right. And then like a month later, he threw out his, his first yeah. Christian album. So I'm like, and it gives me hope. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, right. I'm hoping and I'm believing that he is, he might not be, but dude, we show up to the kingdom and Kanye's in there. I'm like, <laughs> I just praise it, be God. <laughs> it, and I guess part of it too is cause it's so unpopular to be a Christian in Hollywood or in the music inter- industry. Like it's not popular unless you're in the Christian music realm. Like, Kirk, right. Or not the Christian music realm. I was thinking like Kirk Cameron and stuff like that. Right. But, but yeah, yeah. It, it's so rare. It's so unpopular. You're ostracized. You're thrown out. You're canceled. And that is to me part of the reason why we get so many shallow surface level Christians is because if you go deep at all, you get canceled because, right. you know, because our views are completely countercultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's part of the I think part of the problem is they're scared to lose their career, they're scared to lose yep. their yeah. their name, their notoriety, their their platform. Mm-hmm. But man, if 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 just one Man, I'm really excited for the next uh, headline I have because we're talking about the same stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. If just uh, one hey, we might just keep this in, we'll see. <laughs> oh, we're I feel, I feel yeah. like okay, we are. Cool. Yeah. Hey guys. We're good. We're good. But no, if just one comes out, if you're Eminem and, and yep. you're Kanye and sticks with it and like People don't write him off as crazy because people have written Kanye off as crazy, yeah. right? Like completely. He and he did go a little, a little le- left of center there for a little bit. I feel like <laughs> his but, wife left him. Yeah. So if if you have all these things and just one person, man, just solidly dives in, what 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 would that spark? Oh yeah. In, within the church, within this country, I, I don't know. And, and granted, shouldn't we be able to spark that too as Christians Amen. on some level? Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. So, all right. Well, Austin, are, are we? Are we? Are we on? Did you pause it, or are we? No, we're, we're still, still rolling. rolling. All right, going. cool. We were rolling yeah. when I was getting the stuff, and and I was like, I, I kind of like where this is going. I'm just gonna keep this in, and we see. just kept going. So, so if, if you have kind, of, I don't want to like a shorter one, but mine might be a little bit longer. All right. Well, I'll right. jump in with uh, the one that's gonna tie into Simon's a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of put three together, and and really this is because. I am so tired of this men or women, women or men nonsense. And I just want to point out some evil, unbiblical three stuff. Yeah. very absurd things that have taken place in the last few days. So one, everyone knows, I'm sure, and this even sparked a debate among some of our friends on Facebook, that transgender Jeopardy champion who won like all these games in a row. The, the highest earning female contestant of all time. But not a female because he's actually a dude. Well, right. right, yeah. So, but, but they're, it's just they're funny claiming... to say certain female contestant of all time because that's now like that's a problem. It's for a problem because it's yeah. a man. See, he's a man. So, we okay. all know he's a man. So, okay. So the headline here, or or the the story here, is he the highest earning man of all time? No, because that's still Brad something or other. What the the guy that you have all this stuff. <laughs> here, okay, look. <laughs> for whatever reason, say, dude. You're you're like an old man. Brad the Buzzsaw <laughs> something. I can't remember his last name. Oh I know his gosh. middle name. Tune in for Brad's Jeopardy podcast. Right, okay. Episodes no, no. Two things. One, I really enjoyed that little between the three guys, Ken Jennings, Brad, and uh, um, Ken Holtower. Right. I enjoyed that week long of, of episodes. I thought it was great. And then those three guys are on a show called The Chase, a game show called The Chase that I really like. And so <laughs> I just... I think all three of them are pretty entertaining. So calm down. But I don't really watch Jeopardy that often. (laughs) All your excuses. Yeah. (laughs) So the headline here from the Daily Wire is trans Jeopardy winner 
Amy Schneider ditched feminine voice for TV on purpose. So I guess I just wanted to point out the absurdity of this whole thing. Not only does this person claim to be a woman, living his life as a woman as much as he can, he actually will, in normal everyday life, use a different voice to then be a woman. Right. So I'm going to pull a Matt Walsh here and say, what is a woman? I'm not Can one. you answer that question? I'm not what one, is a woman? So I don't have... Yeah, the... we can't tell you. <laughs> because we're not women. We're not women. If Honestly, though, if, if you... Uh, okay. And I don't think anybody listening to us probably subscribes to any of this. Or could tell you what a woman is. <laughs> but if you honestly believe it's okay for Amy to decide that he is a she, or or vice versa, at any day of the week, and I got two more stories here to, to kind of... Like, yeah. kind of illuminate some of these yeah. hypocrisies and illogical thinking here. Can you define what a woman is? Because apparently, if, if you think that it's okay to just decide one day you're a woman or vice versa, there's no definition. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was logic. The, <laughs> that was the problem pointed out in Dr. Phil not long ago was you, we have people literally up there that won't, won't. Like, they, the problem is we can define it, but like, if anyone actually does define it, the tiki torches come out. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that, yeah. that becomes like a big problem of this is like, we can't have conversations and talk about absurdities or should this be considered absurd because there is a group of people that do want to take down anyone that disagrees with them, which yeah. is wild. So yeah. they just were on public TV and they did have definitions, but they were so scared that their woke definitions weren't the right woke definitions for enough people where it that wasn't they were going to get taken down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so so the, in the same vein as this, a little more serious mm-hmm. uh, of a topic, and just to show you how absurd things have become. Um, <laughs> are you okay? I'm just so passionate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, I got to figure out what state well, this is in. And quick. as you're doing that, I mean, going back to scripture, God has said he has given them up to a debased mind. Yeah. They They have gone so far and they have done all that they can to be anti-God, that God has said, okay, it is, okay, go ahead. Yeah. And he has, and he's letting them. If I can, if I can put in a plug, I think his name is Preston Sprinkle, and the other one is Sean McDowell. Well, what an unfortunate last name. I know. Mr. They, <laughs> they're on the forefront of, of like the culture war for Christianity in their podcast. And Preston Sprinkle is someone I do not always enjoy because he uses preferred pronouns and, and stuff like uh, that but uh. he also has so many friends that do struggle with these things that struggle with gender dysphoria and he has opened my eyes to a few concepts that christians should probably be aware of but he is not he's not affirming he is he is not um someone who is pro this movement but he has put himself on the forefront of the war and it's just like if you went to minister in a muslim country and wore a burqa or had your wife wear a burqa He's he's going into the forefront of this, and he's kind of had to use different lingo. And so it sounds like he's speaking them. He's speaking to him with love. He's yeah, becoming yeah, all he's, things. He's becoming all things yeah, to all people. Yep. That by so, all means they may win some. So yes. he right? might yeah. annoy you to like no end because of some of the things he talks about. But at the yeah. end of the day, he is doing the work on the forefront. So that's awesome. Anyway, that's just great. just a quick plug. No, and yeah. and we do need to understand this issue. Yeah, because it has become a huge epidemic with our kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And college students, but but yeah. specifically our kids, that they're getting pushed this agenda so hard in school on a daily mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, there are, I have story, and I didn't put any of them in here, but I've seen story after story of the last few weeks of a dad being angry at the school because the school said, 
oh, your daughter is a boy now. Put pressuring the daughter to become a boy. Right. Because, what, she liked to play with trucks and not dolls? Like, Mm -hmm. come on. That's... It's okay. That oh, yeah. She wants to play with trucks and not dolls. Like, doesn't make her a boy. My girls run around the house with... S- <clears throat> well, maybe I shouldn't say that. With weapons. Fake. S- fake swords. <laughs> Sword. Fake swords. Definitely yeah. fake. Definitely. Those <laughs> knives were really dull when they attacked me with them. <laughs> okay, wood swords. Wood swords. They're wooden. But no, so... It's it's they're indoctrinating our kids at this if point. If CPS shows at my door, I'm going to blame you. I yeah. 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 Defend, defend. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so our kids are being indoctrinated with yeah. this, and it's becoming an epidemic. Like it's right. becoming a major issue to where I truly believe there is – well, I say that like this is a profound thing to say. It's not. There is gender dysphoria. There is such right. a thing as gender dysphoria. Someone who has a mental disorder where they have a hormonal imbalance of some sort, and they believe they're the opposite sex, or they feel like they're the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. That is a true thing. I also think that is like 1% of 1% of cases of this. Yes. Right? Like, the legitimate gender dysphoria that needs actual legitimate treatment is such a minute and small percentage of the people who are actually participating in this. Yeah. This is a trendy thing to do right now. Oh, yeah. You, the, they're taking these kids who are in kindergarten, first, second grade, pre, even even as young as preschool, and indoctrinating them with these ideas that, oh, you can be whatever you want. And you have these idiot parents who say, I'm going to let my child determine what gender they are. And that's what's causing this issue. And so, yes, as Christians, we actually need to start understanding what's the root of this problem. And by the time they're 13 years old coming into our youth group and they're already feeling this way, it's because of the 13 years before mm-hmm. and all the nonsense they've been fed yeah. when their mind is forming. So how do you then, as a youth pastor, as a pastor, as a parent, as uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, an uncle or an aunt, how do you, how do you handle this? How do you deal with yeah. this? And on top of that, like... How do you handle this without getting sued? How do you oh, handle yeah. this right. without getting told by every kid in the school, don't go to that church, they're hateful, because they tried to follow scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's a legitimate or, conversation and problem that we're trying to have. Or as Austin even just kind of joked just now, you get yeah. that knock on the door from CPS. And it's not yeah. a joke. That's not. That was yep. my fault. I should have known better. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he knocked on the table. We said CPS. That's, That's true. Hey, go ahead. Get on. <laughs> so, but no, it, going, okay, going to the root. What is the root? Okay, the root is sin, right? Yeah. We, we know that. Christians know that. But it, it go, I think it, if we can go deeper, it goes deeper to, okay, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, they got the knowledge. But they did not get the understanding. So when we look at, and it's today's day and age of mental illness, and I, I I have an issue with it because everything gets chalked under mental illness, or it's just all this. Oh well, you have this illness, and it's mental, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I go to the no, it is, it's demonic and it's sinful, and not saying. You know, somebody did something in their past life or whatever that made them do this. No, it's we're born into a sinful world. And this this we don't understand evil. So it almost manifests itself into this block. And you can X, Y, Z, you fill the blank, whatever it might might be mental illness wise. And that that's where I've I've headed towards the past couple of years, you know, diving into scripture, looking at this and 
not using mental illness as a crutch, right. not using the terms, not using the vernacular, not using the pronunciation and medication so you can fix it. But again, as believers, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to renew our mind with scripture and prayer, and you cannot fix it with medication. Right. You can't. No. The, the, when and, and there probably are some things that you can. I do believe there are some mental illnesses that are legitimate. Th- but again, like I said with the gender dysphoria, it's such a small percentage of yeah. what's actually being called that, right? Being attributed to that. I, I think of like ADHD. And and I think there might be some legitimacy because I've, I've done some studies when I was a foster parent in some of the, the way your brain is wired when, when you're diagnosed with ADHD. And like I think there is some legitimacy to some of that. However, it's so overdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Well, that you have people... doctors that just throw kids in the because it's their it, top five. Well, Either you have a cold or ADHD, and just let's well, stick and, them in. One and of not them. only that, like you're expecting right with our American education system, you're expecting five year old boys to sit in a classroom for six hours a day. Yeah, that's not what they're wired to do, right? That's not what our kids are wired to do. Yeah. They're not wired to sit for six hours a day and listen to a teacher talk. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, you 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 teach them to, to listen, especially in church and stuff like that. But you can't expect every kid to learn the same way the kid next to him learns. It just oh, doesn't yeah, work right. like that. So it's not automatically ADHD. I have, like I said, I've done a lot of research on ADHD and like what how decisions are made when someone actually legitimately has it, how what their thought process is, and I recognize some of it in my own life of some of the impulsiveness that I have, and some of like okay, maybe there's something to it, but I also don't think I need to be medicated, and I also realize. All right, I'm not going to use it as an excuse. Like I'm going to understand this about myself, yeah. and then try to overcome it, and try to you know get you know work on these issues. Right. So I don't think, and I don't think you're saying this either, that every mental health issue is hogwash, but it's all overdiagnosed, right? And right. we're just using it as an excuse <clears throat> and as a crutch. And really, a big cure for all this. I know we got to get to this next headline, and I know where you're going with this, but like the big cure for all this is just really, really good parenting. Yeah. And that's something that has is going more and more by the wayside yeah. in a lot of these cases. Well, and that's hard too because to say that, and again, looking at okay, I have young children, being like, all right, God, give me the wisdom to raise my children up in the way they should go. But then to be of that mindset of it's going to get to a point where I have done all I can. Yeah. Now I am going to probably look at my life and say, could I have done anything different? And probably the answer will yeah. be yes. But it's that okay, I've done all I can. Now it's up to them. The decision's mm-hmm. theirs. And uh, it's interesting looking at uh, qualifications for overseers and deacons, mm-hmm. where it says to to uh, manage your house well, to rule over your house well. And it's talking about your household. It's not talking about once your kids have grown and left and they're doing their own thing. It's talking about keeping them into submission and having them obedient. But once they're out of their house, they can do whatever they want. They're their own person. God gave them free will to make those decisions. And yeah, being of that mindset of, okay, at this point, if they turn and go away from God, I've done all I can. Now it's just prayer. I'm praying for them. Yeah. And that's, man, that's the hard one because I'm like, all right, Lord God, please, please, please let my, yeah. I'm So (laughs) my my next headline to kind of go along with this that is a little more serious than the Jeopardy dude disguising his voice or not disguising his voice or whatever and this comes out of, guess what state? California. Uh, no. I know. <laughs> so this is a biological man. He is 26 years old. He is convicted of molesting a young girl when he was, I think, 17. Okay. All right. He is now 26. He is just now being sentenced. The judge, 
has decided to send him to juvenile detention for two years at 26 years old. Okay. On top of that, all of a sudden, this man has now decided he is a female. So this judge in L.A. County has said, not only am I going to send this 26-year-old man to juvenile detention for two years, which, by the way, that implies a couple things. One, he will, once he gets out in two years, he has no record of it happening. It's it's completely expunged. It's right. gone. Right. He has no boundaries, no probation, no nothing. He is now being housed with girls. Yeah. Juvenile girls. Yeah. At 26 years old. Convicted with sufficient evidence to molesting a, a, a young girl. Mm-hmm. Right. A couple young girls, I think, actually. In, in So all of a sudden, because we have become so woke as a society, or, or we're trying to become so woke and so progressive and so this, that a dude who has never once, never once said he was a woman... All of a sudden does, he is now being housed with young juvenile girls wow. in a detention facility for two years. Insane. It's unreal. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I say again, and, and this is part of, uh, maybe doesn't have a lot to do with this story, get your children out of government <laughs> schools, get your children out, don't go if you can avoid don't it. Don't send them to juvie. Don't, don't send also, them to juvie. Don't yeah, send them, don't, don't do send that. Don't send your daughters to juvie now. Maybe this yeah, is try like... To, try to keep to them like, in line a pit. There's more... <laughs> These are the consequences of your act. No, I'm just kidding. This yeah. is awful. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. And, and I just, that raised my blood pressure a lot when I read that story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really just th- this dude, how can you justify this? The end is coming very, very, very fast. Yeah. Very Hopefully. fast. Hopefully. Hopefully. Dear Hopefully. Jesus. So finally, <laughs> along the same topic, yeah. and I think this one will bleed into Simon's next one. A little bit, yeah. I don't know if y'all know who Leah Thomas is. Leah I Thomas. Yeah, right. We shouldn't, but we <laughs> yeah. do. Leah Thomas is this dude who goes to University of Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, he has decided that he is a woman. He is now Leah, mm-hmm. and he is on the women's swim team. He is crushing, crushing everybody in the swim meets at this point. Oh yeah, because I don't know if you know this. Apparently, this is a super controversial take. There are biological differences between men and women. And there's a reason why there are men's sports and women's sports, because typically, because of God's design, men are going to be a little stronger, a little more athletic than the women. Now, the granted, gravitational pull is different, but it's fine. Now, now, granted, any WNBA player could run me off a basketball court. Like, that's not... <laughs> I don't believe it. I do. Have you seen me shoot a basketball? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, though, like, she, he is crushing all the records. Mm-hmm. His teammates are... By, by the way, just a little caveat on the story. He is still attracted to girls, okay? Still heterosexual in the technical sense. So he uses a different locker room than them, right? No, no. Oh, he does no, not. No, he, he does not. And if, if, the, if the teammates speak up about this, saying, oh, he has exposed himself to me multiple times because we share a locker room, I don't feel comfortable with this. Oh, you're a bigot. You're, you're off the team. So they mm. can't say anything or else they're going to lose their scholarships. Yeah. They lose all their... Awards, they, yeah. I mean, they they, they stand. And to your lose swimming everything. career is basically over after college, by the way. Yeah, like unless, unless you're go, an Olympian, unless you're the Olympics, yeah, you're exactly. An Olympian, like your swimming career is kind of over after college. So it's like it's hard to justify speaking up right now, but they're losing. Like, like right now, women in college sports, especially here in swimming, are losing their college experience. And like my my headline was going to be, Kate, I was going to take a few steps further. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner. Is speaking up, and who was an Olympic Olympic athlete, now an old lady, um, but like <laughs> is speaking up and saying, "Hey, this shouldn't be allowed." Like she's she's siding with the female swimmers right here, 
And I have two comments. First of all, good for you for speaking up and, and we should be listening to this person from this point of view. Also, um, this is all your fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is my other comment. Like, this, Caitlyn Jenner's transition was a lot, was like the big one for celebrity like transitions was this guy who was in the zeitgeist, uh, very popular transitioning. And it was like, this is the body I feel comfortable in. Call me. Caitlyn was a huge headline for a while. Like, Hey, maybe this would have happened anyway, but you were the one that kind of opened the door, swung the door wide open and made this a big thing. So kind of your fault. And people, whenever you push, the boundaries of morality a little bit and say this is where the line is now for morality we won't cross this the next generation pushes it again so let's stop pushing that line and maybe even try to correct a few mistakes (laughs) instead of looking down the road and saying i don't agree with what the young people are doing today like you open the door for them to do that Mm -hmm. yeah well, and I bring these up, and, and this one in particular with Leah Thomas, the U- University of Pennsylvania might sue anyone who is trying to bar this Leah Thomas from an NCAA championship, mm-hmm. for, so, for, from swimming in any competitions. They are going to sue the schools that say, we want this to be women only. Biological women right. only. Sorry, I'm going to make sure we use that term. Mm-hmm. We have to say biological Yeah. Women. We have to say biological women. Well, we can't even say awful that. World. Because... What's they don't know what biological means. Yeah. Yeah. Define biological. So. <laughs> Science. <Yeah. laughs> I bring these three up, these three uh, up to say this. I, I just want people to be aware of what's going on. I think it's so important right now that we don't put our head in the sand, because here's what's going to happen. As a church, if we put our head in the sand in this and we don't speak out against it, it's just going to get worse. I'm not saying we can stop it because we can't, right. but we can at least maybe slow it down a little bit or at least say, hey, there's a group of people here that are going to stick with common sense. Beyond that, they're going to stick with the Bible. If you want to stick with common sense, you want to stick with the Bible, join us. Like let, let's start gathering people in and, and have an effect on this culture. Yeah. Because everything right now is negative yeah. with the exception of maybe Ben Roethlisberger at the moment. We're going to say Ben Laden. I don't know what I was going to say, but it, it <laughs> with the exception of Ben Laden, gone. <laughs> that guy's about that 10 gone. years ago, everything's gone downhill really since we've killed that guy. But, Peak of humanity, right there. <laughs> no, no, it just means we had a rally, we had somebody we could all rally against. I'm yeah, right. but no, it's good to have a common enemy. Right, yeah. We gotta have a common enemy. But yeah. seriously, though, we need to be aware of these issues. Yeah, they are so prevalent. It's not just a little headline here and there. Yeah, it is every day in your schools, in your gyms, in everywhere you go. You're going to be touched by this issue. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. not literally touched by this issue. Hopefully, uh, just in a <laughs> wow. Hopefully not. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's just go. But a legitimate <laughs> conversation Sorry. before we get to the next story of like, and not a conversation we have to have right now, but something to think about is like, is your junior high elementary daughter, high school daughter protected from having boys in her locker room? Right. right. Five Absolutely. years from now? No. No, they're not. Right. Sorry. Like, that's something you got to think about when everything about, are you sending your kid to school? What right. schools are you sending them to? Are these conversations you're having with the principals? Because in... Red Indiana, Southern Red Indiana, small town. We just had a school board meeting where we were told our hands are tied. If this boy wants to go into another restroom, they can. And that's not far from locker room. That's not far from your kids go get anatomy lesson really fast. Right. So I mean, already with public schools and with government schools, like you're, you're. We don't have to say this anymore. We we don't. We're not an advocate for public schools. No, we're not. Yeah. But I'm we're just not. saying. Yeah. 
it, it was always you're sending your kids into the jungle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, that it's always been the case. Even mm-hmm. I went to private school K through twelve. Simon, you were homeschooled. You yeah, homeschooled, homeschooled up as to well. A sophomore year, and then I went to high school. Yeah. Okay, so I, I've always said with private schools, like the issues are still there. They're just a lot well, a lot better hidden. Yep. Right. They're just they're covered up a lot more, yeah. and they're you have to dig a little bit deeper to find them. But they're all still there, and so you're mm-hmm. still going to get that experience. At least with the private school, in my experience was. I'm getting scripture every day. So at least yeah. there was that, as opposed to a public school where they're, these issues are out in the open, yeah. and you're not getting scripture. In fact, you're getting the opposite. You're, they're saying, you are intolerant, you are a bigot, you're this, you're that. Yeah. Oh, also, you're a girl, if you want to be, <laughs> right? Well, and here's my issue, too. especially So Christians, as a Christian, sending your children to school, don't you dare put on them that they are a light going into the darkness. That is not their job. No. That is not their job at their age to go in and to be proclaiming Christ in that scenario. They are not ready. They have not been properly equipped. They are still on milk. Even if you have, say, uh, I don't know, 13 to 16 year old that is knowledgeable in scripture. Literally, it would have to be from God that they are of the sound mind to be in that position to defend their faith and to be able to proclaim without that affecting them. Right. That is not their job. And that's why I say, I mean, especially as Christian parents, we need to take our children from that because that's not their job. At a point, it will be, but are you sure you have equipped them well enough to do that? Well, I use the, there's the analogy of a chair where if you're sitting on top of a chair and you're trying to bring somebody up to your level, that's pretty hard. But someone could very easily grab you and pull you down. Right. And it's 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 that mindset of, Yes, I am going to stand on this on the chair. I'm going to stand on the scripture and stand on the truth. I'm going to be a good example. But man, it is a lot easier for someone to grab your kid and pull them off that and take them down the right. wrong path. A lot easier for that to happen than it is for your kid to start building people up. Not saying it's impossible. I'm just right. saying, like you said, you got to start thinking about this. Yeah. They're not ready yet. And that, that starts with you as a parent to recognize that and yeah. to teach them and get them ready and the local church to get them ready. Oh, yeah. Both. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, I'm let me back up a little bit, not saying it's impossible again. Not trying to limit God's power here, but again, yeah, like you're saying, it is so much easier to drag someone down. And unless your kid has such a foundation that literally God is there with him. Uh, granted, we believe that as and, we and are think, believers, but still. I think I, I get your point of you can't send your kid into school and say, you're a missionary in the school. I'm saying, yeah, yes, yeah. that's, that's kids, where I'm going. Yeah, there yeah. are kids that are... There are public school kids that are Christians, yes. and they should try to be the light in their school. Absolutely. Yes. And as a parent, find the clubs and find the groups yes. and, fi- and make them be friends with the other Christians yeah. so they're surrounded yeah. by light yes. instead of You darkness. are the parent. You can, yeah. to a point, choose their friends and, to well, a point. And, and like I said, we understand, and Simon, I know you do some some uh, substitute teaching. Yeah. We understand there are times you, you can't avoid sending your kid to public school. Like I get it. Like mm-hmm. it, it. That's why we're yeah. saying if you if can, you can get them out. Like, yeah. but yes, your mm-hmm. I have known. But again, it is very few and far yeah. between. I have known some solid high schoolers that they, I mean they are beacons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then others that thought they were and they weren't. You know, and yeah. and so I get it. It's not impossible. It's just difficult. And so if you have to send your kid to public school, man, you need to be on it. Yes. As a parent, right? Yeah. Know what they're being taught. Mm-hmm. Know who they're with. 
know where they're going, be on, be a helicopter parent for a little while. I mean, I, as much as you want to let them make their own decisions and make let them make their own mistakes, there's room for that. But some of this stuff is is eternal life or death. Yeah, it, it's it's that big of an it's issue at times. Children's soul that you are talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- this goes to this one. Uh, this will be a quick blurb, and then we'll get to get, get to Austin. Then we're going to wrap it up. There is an article on Christianity Today that says taking kid to church matters more than the right school. All right. Yes. <laughs> so th- this uh, th- this there was a study done. Let's see here. Oh, this is a, is this not an opinion piece? Is this a headline? It's a headline. An opinionated headline. There was yeah. a New York Times opinion uh, piece that like I wanted to use, but then it was like behind a paywall. Yeah. No, you'll like this yeah. one. It was behind a paywall. I wanted to use it though. It was um, like it's time to end like online like services. It was something like that. Hmm. Like that was an opinion headline. I was like that would be great, and that was behind a paywall. So that's funny. <laughs> anyway. So th- there was a study done that analyzed public, private, private, public, religious, and homeschool mm-hmm. kids. All right, and it, it studied a lot of variety of issues: depression, anxiety, social social issues, community engagement, sexual activity, substance abuse. It, yeah. it, it examined a lot of these things, yeah. and, and there wasn't a. The article even says there wasn't a lot of differences necessarily between all these groups on a lot of these issues. He said, but what did make the biggest difference that abstained from anxiety or or abstained from sexual abuse. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That abstained from sexual activity, from substance abuse, from anxiety had, had less issues were those that were not only going to one of these schools, were also in church. Yes. And that coupled with going to church, these issues became not gone and not like invisible, just less, less prevalent. Less prevalent. Like it, they were more apt to be grounded in their faith and grounded in what they believe, and therefore less likely to participate in some of right. these activities. Mm-hmm. So it just, to me, again, especially if you're sending your kids to public school, but just in general, mm-hmm. keep your kids involved in church. Yes. Was, uh, Drag them yeah. kicking and screaming if you have to. Like uh, I, I saw one time whenever NFL scouts are looking at college athletes that they're going to draft. Um, one of the big like difference makers are like pastors' kids and like churchgoers. Like those kids are higher up in the rankings for people they'd ha- rather have on their team, and it, it because they those are the more trustworthy. Those are the those are the ones that are more disciplined in, in some of these areas. Those are the ones that you're going to trust to not get into some of these scandals. And so yeah, yeah it's a. I mean, you don't like saying. The church is good because it will turn you into a better person. But right. it's like right. it is cool that the science works out that the way. The science it does. Yeah. There is so much evidence yeah. to suggest Christ. Yeah. yeah. Christ mm-hmm. turns you into a better person. Yeah. Right. And looking at it as not a mental health issue, but a spiritual warfare and a it's an evil issue. And and that's what it is. That's the root. All right. So we are gonna transition to Austin's uh, headline, one of his and we might have to cut a couple out overall. I think Simon had one more, but we're running it's long. Fine. So it's fine. We're we, gonna I might say it for next time. Maybe not. Go. It'll be old news that <laughs> true. Our news cycle lasts about thirty five seconds in this country. So yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Probably but, one of the big um, problems. Austin. Let's, let's have yeah, it. so I'm looking international. If any of you guys have been paying attention to what's going on overseas. Uh, the whole Russian-Ukraine debacle. So, uh, as far as we know, there's over 100,000 Russian troops on the border of Ukraine and Russia right now. They're setting up field hospitals. They're sending train loads of tanks and all other kinds of warfare equipment. Ukraine is preparing. I guess the U.S. has been sending them 
weapons, munitions, and all kinds of uh, useful things to help with that. It's kind of hard to (laughs) trust what you're reading. Uh, A lot of the stuff I was getting from was like Daily Wire, Newsmax, stuff like that. But but even then, um, you know, unless we're having someone on the ground actually being able to see this stuff, it's hard to actually know what's going on. So as far as we know, one side is saying Russia's going to invade and there's going to be war. Other ones are saying, oh, Russia's not going to invade because Putin's not that dumb and just there's too many contingents. And looking at the fact of the matter of if you put 100,000 troops ready for battle to sustain that many men at that level of an awareness and at that level of alertness, it takes a lot. So either you are preparing to do something or it's all fake news. So leading into what Brad was talking about earlier of keeping your head in the sand, um, spe- especially Christians, but I mean, Americans, we need to wake up and, and look at stuff like this. Uh, th- the other one was, um, so it's the Taliban. Tal- Taliban reportedly killed scores of former Afghan government officials and others UN reports. That's a daily wire. And just the things that are going on, and looking at scripture of the things that are to come, looking at Revelation as a dark cloud that is going to be coming from the north, north of the promised land, as of Israel, and looking north, what is north? Uh, Ukraine and Russia. Um, now, again, not saying that they are the ones to take right. on that mantle, right. but we need to be aware of this. And uh, taking it back to World War II, looking at just especially America— how much the Americans and just people in general had their hands, their head in the sand, basically, oh, nothing's going to happen. Oh, that, that Hitler guy, nothing, he's not going to amount to much. It's nothing's going to actually happen. And, um, if you guys know anything about Cory Tin Boom, uh, she was a Christian in Holland and because of her and her family, they saved hundreds of Jews looking at people like her that even uh, reading her books where, she flat out came out and said, we did not know this was going to happen. We, but not even didn't know, we didn't really look into it much. Like, oh, that, no, that can't, that, no, that couldn't happen until everything fast forwarded. All these baby steps took place to all of a sudden the, 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 the SS, the Schutzstaffel was showing up to their door. All of a sudden, uh, radios were illegal because we don't want you listening to what's going on around the world. We don't want you getting information. And they did not know what was going on until literally it was on their doorstep and they invaded Holland and took it over. Poland, the exact same thing. And the Americans, we kept our head in the sand and so far up our own butts that it took years, 1941, until we were bombed Pearl Harbor to actually take action. But even then, we didn't land in Normandy, Normandy until 1944. Britain, France, Poland, they were fighting in the late 30s. It took us years to get there. And if we're not careful, that's going to happen again. Again, I'm praying and I'm hoping war doesn't happen, but it's very, very likely. And again, we we know what the end of the book says. We know these things that have to take place. And it is not, it is not a very far off thing that say Russia invades Ukraine, what's going to happen? Well, U.S. lives are going to be lost. Yeah. Why? Because we are going to go help Ukraine. If we don't, it'll be another... Well, we might. We might. We exactly. Might. And that's the thing. It'll be another repeat of World War II. And, and here, you know, to kind of 
throw the because poli- I like politics. So to throw some of the political side of this into it, where I've kind of looked into this and done a little bit of reading, not extensive by any means, so I'm definitely not an expert. But our foreign policy under this current administration has been so weak, yes, and so like, oh, we're terrible. We're sorry. We're terrible. Just mm-hmm. this, this, yeah. Do whatever you want. Oh, Russia, you better not invade Ukraine. We might sanction you some more, or or else, or else, you yeah. no, no, yeah. And I just think we are leading right now from such a position of weakness. Yes, you look at and say whatever you will about Trump and his his attitude and some of his policies, whatever. Those four years were the f- most peaceful four years we've had in decades. Yep, decades. Maybe in my life, probably in my lifetime, my honestly, lifetime, for sure. Because you look at the HW, you look years. at Clinton, you look at W, you look at Obama. They all had wars. Yep. They all had conflicts. And all had over- nothing for four years. Yeah. And you know, I really truly believe it's because we built up our military and we said we are going to stand for freedom. Any country, no matter who you are, if you are attacking freedom, not necessarily just us, but freedom, we're going to come after you. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna wipe you out. And we're not going to let Iran get nuclear weapons. We're not going to allow China to to rule us the way they are right now. I mean, China has us wrapped around their fingers at the moment. If you really start looking into that, that's a different topic. <laughs> um, Putin's not going to be aggressive the way he is now and feel emboldened to do it. And so I, I think part of what's happening with some of these, some of this woke culture, part of that's a distraction. It's to yes. get our focus away from some of these other issues. And you also have, on the other side, you have people who say, America first, America first, don't ever get involved in someone else's conflict. Right. Well, to some degree, America first, sure. Yeah. But to what cost? At what detriment yeah. to, to other countries and to our allies and to the people that mm-hmm. are trying to stand up for freedom? Yeah. Well, in scripturally, it says, it is our job, is the strong job to defend the weak. Exactly. That is our job. Yeah. And uh, especially as Christians who are strong, we need to be doing this. Yeah. And ge- getting into political things. As Christians, we have to. Why? Here's the thing. What do what does politics mean? Politics is of 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 the people or of the city. Okay. As Christians, what are we supposed to be dealing with? The people. Yeah. And if Christians are not in politics, we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing, biblically speaking. Right. And so we need to be involved. We need to be very active, but we we just bare minimum knowing what's going on. Knowing what's going on with Russia, Ukraine, knowing what's going on internationally, just here nationwide, what is going on? And I, I'm I'm a big um, history buff, World War II especially, and so I see the similarities that are going on, and I'm like, if things are not done, it will happen the same way. It will happen the same way. Well, you have you have China on the verge of invading. Was it uh, Taiwan? Yep. Again, again, and, and wanting to take that back. You know, Putin wants to be a dominant power in in that part of the world. Yeah. So it, it absolutely makes sense that when we become weak as as Americans, as a country politically, as Christians spiritually, when we become weak, we we're vulnerable now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it allows the stronger nations. To pick on the weaker nations. Yes. We are not a police force. because Because we are so focused on making sure we call each other by the right pronouns. Mm-hmm. We're so focused mm-hmm. on making sure that whatever transgender, whoever, is feels safe and secure, all other consequences be damned. Like, right. honestly. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't... Nothing else matters but this. And that's Satan. That is Satan. He, I mean, he knows 
America has been a world power. He knows the good that we we could do. But anyway, look, and, and that's it. As Christians, I mean, not only wake up to Scripture, be in the Word, know what is to come. Um, God has given and revealed to us through His Son what is to come, and we need to be able to mm-hmm. read that and pay attention. But also, l- look at the world around you. Look at what's going on, and you, you don't have to calculate the days of when Christ is going to come back. That yeah. That's not for you to do. That's not our job. But mm-hmm. what can you do until that happens? Well, it, it's, we, we've said this before, Christians have this tendency to, to have this, let's shut ourselves off from the world mentality completely, right? Let's isolate, let's retreat inside, and that's not what we're called to do. We are called to fight for truth, mm-hmm. right? And we do that on all fronts. We do that on the cultural front. We do that from the pulpit. We do that for us, we do it here. We're fighting for truth in in whatever area and medium we have available. We fight for truth. Yes, that includes going to the ballot box and, and voting for someone who's on some level stands for truth. Uh, you get into the yeah. whole: are any politicians really uh, whatever? Like we can talk about that. I get it. They're most of them are all crooked at this point. But uh, at least we're someone who sinful people. Well, at least someone who is claiming truth, right? At least someone who's not outright saying, "Look, I'd rather you." Tell me you believe this, this, and this. I vote for you. And then in two years, I realize, oh, you weren't what you say were. Okay, I'm going to not vote for you again. Then vote for someone or just not vote. Vote for someone who says, I don't believe anything you believe. Everything you believe is wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it is. We cannot shut ourselves off. We cannot become isolationists. We can't just retreat into ourselves. We need to go and make disciples. And we need to fight for truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have some scripture to kind of, again, tying it into why we're doing this. We're rooted in Logos. We're rooted in scripture. The reason why we're doing this is to reach our fellow believers and get them deeper, get them deeper in the word. And the answer is, if you're dealing with something, you're having an issue with something, be in the word more. It's a simple answer, but it's true. Be in the word more. Prayer. So a couple couple verses. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Everything we're talking about. The foolish wisdom of the world is folly to God. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, 6 through 18. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness. But now you are light in the world, and you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, or the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awaken who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See, then, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is disposition, but be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5, 6 through 18. And, and again, that's what we're talking about. The light has exposed this darkness, and uh, Scripture says don't even have anything to do with it, but it is our job to expose it. It is expose our job it. 
to do that. Engage, engage in the culture, engage in these issues. And and look, this episode may not be everyone's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Um, It does a little bit on my end, plays a little bit of a selfish role for me because I like (laughs) politics and I like to be able to get some of this out Mm -hmm. and people get to listen to it, whether they want to or not. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I, conversation Brad and I have, I, yeah. I'm i not a big fan of these episodes, but it's good for me as well because yeah. it it allows me and it makes me dive into these topics and looking at scripture. Again, always bring back scripture, being like, okay, what do we do? And it is. It is very important for us Christians to be looking at this stuff. Yeah. And, and really, you don't want your pastor to have to dive into the politics of today from the pulpit. Yes. Because he wants to be giving a sermon that reaches so many different people at a different point. And once you get into a current topic, it becomes too polarizing. For oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So a question I have to people is like, do you have a Christian source of, or a Christian perspective or a Christian source of news mm-hmm. on a lot of these topics? And, and, there's not that many There's not. Christian ones out there because either Christian ones don't want to polarize too much of their audience mm-hmm. um, or they they don't really make themselves a Christian thing. They make themselves a political thing yeah. primarily. Uh, so having a Bible study that just says, we don't care if, if you're polarized by this, you got to know what you're in for. Let's talk about current events from a biblical or what should be a biblical point of view is something really important to have. And and you should be having these conversations at home as well. You should be having these conversations yeah. with your friends as well uh, because of the kind of the reasons I just talked about. It. Well, when yeah. people say, I don't like politics, I don't get into politics, I'm like, guys, you're missing part of the point. Like, I understand you don't want to, like, get into this heated argument with somebody. I understand that you don't want to get into a Facebook fight with somebody on, on things. But you need to know what's going on. You yes. need to know... Who you're voting for. You need to vote. Make your voice heard. There's a reason why we have the ability to vote here in this country. And it's, Too many lives have been lost for you not to. Exactly. And and know what you're voting for. Understand what abortion is. Understand yes. that if a vote for anyone who supports abortion openly, to me, is, is, you're is a travesty. You're participating in murder. It's a travesty. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's wrong. Whether you agree with their fiscal policy or not, if they disagree with you on that or if, if they're pro-choice... That should disqualify them immediately. Yes. Yeah. Period. Amen. And just dive into it. Look into it. You don't have to, again, spend every waking moment listening to political podcasts. And stuff. Yeah. Just have an idea of what's going on so you well know how to fight informed. the culture. You know how to fight for the truth, which, yeah. again, is what we're called to do. Fight for truth. Putting on the full armor of God. Yeah. So not only can we withstand those attacks, but we can wield that sword as well. Right? It's, yes. not, it's not just so we aren't hit with the arrows of, uh, you know... Of the yeah. culture and of Satan, it's also so we can we can fight with that sword, and yeah. we use it to, to defend ourselves and defend truth. Yeah. So that that's what for me the, these episodes are for beyond just me getting to rant a little bit, right? For sure, uh, which I enjoy doing. Yeah. No one would know that about me though. <laughs> <laughs> so. But uh, well, I think it's about time to wrap up. Simon, thank you so much for jumping on again. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I always have fun yeah. when we get a fresh voice in. Yeah. And. Uh, Again, check out the Two Fish podcast. Uh, I believe it's coming out Wednesday. I'm actually recording it tomorrow. So normally I would say I had a great time recording. But as it stands right now, I haven't recorded it yet. So I don't know (laughs) if I had a great time or not. I'm going to assume I did. We'll be be praying. Um, I hope you sound so grumpy. (laughs) You're leaving. You're like, I got attacked. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. So... 
Um, be looking out for that. I'll post something on our Facebook page and Instagram page that kind of links those two episodes. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have one of those guys on at some point to kind of return the That'd be awesome. Return it, you know, return the mm-hmm. favor. I don't know. It's really not really a favor, yeah. but just I don't know. Yeah, more, you know, you know what I mean. Viewers, more get your voice out there. A few more places. We'll see what God yeah. wants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, do us a favor. Jump on Facebook. Jump on Apple, Spotify. Like us. Give us a five star review. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted. Stay rooted, potatoes. <laughs> San Diego. Come on, man. Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogospod.